Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm here with my wonderful, beautiful, <laughs> lovely wife, Michelle. Hello. Thank you, sweetie. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, March 31st, 2019, the last Ooh. day of March. We're headed to April, ladies Absolutely. and gentlemen. Absolutely. And headed closer to some really exciting things coming so up in the realm of Disney. <laughs> so many exciting things happening April, and May, May, all through the yeah. summer. It's an exciting year, and we're looking forward to a lot of it and sharing a lot of it with you here on the Hyperion Adventures podcast. Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you have. Uh, you get your podcasts. If there is a way that you normally get podcasts, you don't find us, please let us know. We will find a way to get on there. You can also find us on HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Best way to find us, however, is to subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Yes, please do. Please do subscribe. Tell a friend about us. Mm -hmm. And if you get a chance, we'd love to have your input in a in the form of a rating, if possible. Mm -hmm. um, but if not, just get in touch with us. Let us know what you think of the show. Let Give us some of your feedback and your ideas. Yeah, best way to do that is right on social media. We're very active on social media. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter, at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook and Instagram, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And of course, you can always email us. Tell us whatever you think. Uh, Give us some topics you'd want us to cover. If you have any questions, if you just want to say hi, whatever it is, email us at HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com. Right. And as you mentioned, we are active on social media, and it's great to have our family out there mm -hmm. participating. And there's going to be some things that we'll be sharing today that, that we got through social media responses. That's right. We're having a lot of fun with our our. Twitter Disney fam that we have out there. We have a great time with them. And I got lots of stuff. We have lots of stuff for you today, including my spoiler-free review of Disney's Dumbo. Actually, Michelle didn't see it, so right. she's waiting to hear this herself. Uh, we also have new info on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and Disney Parks are making the efforts to deal with the crowds. They're getting trying ahead of this when they've done some things this week to try and uh, curb the crowd issue that we all know will be out there, and we'll discuss that later on in the show. But we want to get to our main topic of the week, which this week, uh, obviously, I was talking about we're doing the review of Dumbo, Disney's live-action Dumbo that just came out this week. And we know for many reasons that Dumbo is known for, well, it's a tearjerker. Yes. The original Dumbo <laughs> is a tearjerker many times. And one of the biggest songs that is such a giant tearjerker is, of course, Baby Mine. And we were thinking about it. And I'm like, well, what other songs uh, get you emotional in one way or another, make you cry uh, when you've seen them for, whether it be for sad reasons, whether it be for joyful reasons, whatever. So we kind of thought we'd look into that. Right. And, uh, you know, it's it's a topic that's really fun and exciting. Um, and what was really fun and exciting, too, was that we did announce this ahead of time mm -hmm. and ask people to let us know theirs. So we're going to be excited to share some of those responses as well. Yeah, we have got a lot of great response from it, and we will be going uh, through them later. And of course, you can always still respond to us later and tell us your favorite when we'll bring them up on a, uh, a show in the future as well. But let's get to it. This is our five favorite Disney songs that made us cry. However, we are going to just go ahead and rule out Baby Mine because right. it's just such an easy pick because I don't know anybody who that didn't devastate the first time they saw that. Exactly. And, you know, to have, uh, it's kind of like when we 
did the um, Valentine's episode. Mm-hmm. We said Mickey and Minnie was a given. And in preparing for this one, it was like, yeah, that baby mine is... That's got to be numero uno. <laughs> Absolutely. But we do want to give it a little uh, a little shout out. So here's a little clip of Baby Mine. Little one, when you play, So yes, baby mine, always a tearjerker. If you've seen the scene, which I, I, I got to imagine you have, the original scene, uh, it was really tough for poor Dumbo being, you know, sort of taken away from his yeah. mother. You know, she's locked in this cage, but, you know, the song plays and she's swinging him on oh my trunk. It's just, oh, so it heartbreaking, and, but so sweet at the same time. It's so funny, just before we started today's episode. What did I say to you? Oh, I don't think I'll get emotional. Just like, oh, I do that only when we're actually in the in movies. Listen to the song. No, I'm like, I'm going to need a whole box of tissues to get through this episode, but whatever. Okay. Yeah. I know. I'm yeah. already getting And of course, yep, it happened. <laughs> Man. Man. You're not as big a rock as you think you no, are. No, I guess not. I guess not. Although it's funny because preparing for today's um, episode, I, I really initially thought, all right, I'll, uh, it's a stretch, but I'll probably find some things. And right. a couple things came to mind pretty quickly. Um, and actually, some of those ended up being on my honorable mention. As I was going through the list of Disney movies, I was like, oh, my God, what's tough now is going to be narrowing mm-hmm. it down. Yeah, there's so. more than you think. I, yes. I, mean, I, I know of a lot of emotional mo- moments in Disney movies that have gotten to me. Well, I'm just for me, I just yeah. every moment gets to me. But uh, there have been a lot of emotional moments, but I don't really necessarily put them into songs. And then as I was going through this list and looking for the ones to pick, I was like, wow, there are a lot of songs that are really emotional songs right. in Disney. So uh, we found some great ones. We got some great ones from our listeners, but we're going to go through our first, our five favorite Disney songs that made us cry. And we always start with Michelle's because her list is always <laughs> the best. It's the most interesting list. Mine will be pretty straightforward. You know, like, I know that song. I know that song. Michelle always has some twists and turns. So her list is always much more interesting. So let's get to... Michelle's number five Disney song that made her cry. Okay, so a couple things. First of all, thank you for saying my list is interesting and not weird. No, quirky. <laughs> quirky, quirky, yes. Quirky. Um, and, okay, I know I have a reputation of kind of cheating and <laughs> no, having multiples. Who said that? <laughs> but this one is a legitimate one because... Right off I, the bat. Right off the bat, number five, because I'm not sure if my number five really would count because, well, it is a song played in a Disney movie, but it's not one that has lyrics. Okay. So I do have this one, but I have a backup one as well. So my number five would be the song Shells by Thomas Newman.
that's the song in Finding Dory in the mm-hmm. scene. Okay, oh, my yeah. gosh, I'm already starting to get choked yep, up. There we go. <laughs> it's in the scene where Dory finds the shells yes. and tracks yeah. them to her parents. And that absolutely counts. By the way, music is it can be, especially if it's actually given a title within it, it can definitely count. It does. It help, the music is help, is what help brings that emotion of that right, scene. So right, right. That absolutely counts. Okay, well, thanks. Yeah, that song really reached the core to me as a parent of a child with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that knowing that you really have to keep hope for those important breakthroughs for success with them. Mm-hmm. And it, in regards to the song itself, it is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. If you really listen to it, and you can totally appreciate the skill of overlaying the ocean movement feel while developing the emotions that Dory is experiencing at that moment. Mm. So Very nice pick. I like that pick. That's my 5A. Very nice. Okay, so <laughs> what's 5B? Okay, so 5B, my backup is, um, although it definitely would make the list, is Feed the Birds by oh. the Sherman Brothers. Yes. She's calling to you. Feed the birds, tuppence a bag. Tuppence, tuppence, tuppence a This one is one that I have to say, and I think I said that it was the only one I'd get choked up on when I'm telling the story. And the funny thing is, this song, I love it, and I've always loved it watching the movie, mm-hmm. um, but I can't say that I always felt tearful when watching mm-hmm. the movie and listening to this song until mm-hmm. they wrecked me with the story of Walt's love for this song and how that on every Friday he would have the Sherman Brothers come to his office at the Burbank Studios and play that song while he would like look out the window and kind of reflect and and he would even get tearful and mm-hmm. so um, and then after his passing for a year the Sherman Brothers continued that tradition kind of as a nod of their appreciation for Walt. So. Yeah. Um, I completely agree with you. As a matter of fact, that's my number one song. Oh, wow. So I cut my legs out I'm from under sorry. me early. But, I no. really, wow, that's surprising. My yeah. number one I thought would be your number yeah, one. So. That's my number one song for exactly the same reason you spoke of. That it, it wasn't, it, it affected me somewhat when I first saw Mary Poppins and I did, you know, I right. did get me somewhat. But once we heard that story, uh, the fact that, you know, that Walt loved that song. He would just tell the Sherman Brothers, hey, just just play that bird song. He didn't even really know the name of it. He was right. like, play that bird song for me. And they would play it. And yes, the story where they went on and after his passing, they would, right. it just Ugh. crushes me every time. And now every time I see that film, that's all I can think that's about right. whenever that that's scene right. comes exactly. on is Walt loving that movie so much and how much, it, you know, the Sherman Brothers and he attached to it so right, yeah exactly. that was my number one and oh. exactly for those reasons so good job right. sweetheart thank you so my number five i actually have the quirky number five which is funny <laughs> right. for me because this is going to be really odd and this one actually wasn't going to make my list at first it was going to be maybe an honorable mention right um and i'll talk about that in a second why it is but here is my number five and you're going to laugh when you find out what my number five is my number five is do you want to build a snowman <laughs> from frozen Elsa, 
please, I know you're in there. People are asking where you've been. They say have courage, and I'm trying to. I'm right out here for you. Just let me in. We only have each other. It's just you and me. What are we gonna do? Build a snowman. So this song. Uh, it got to me the first time I saw it, and I saw that sure. scene. It was it just quirky and fun to begin with. Then they want to build a snowman, right. and knock, knock, and knock, knock. You know, it's so But this, you know, they just lost their parents, okay? Right. And they can't get together to console one another because they feel like, uh, Elsa feels like she needs to be in this room. Right. And Anna doesn't understand why, and it's like, I need someone to talk to you. Would you I have no one else to talk to about right. this. So it just broke my heart the first time I saw this. Yes. So, But this was not going to make my list. Uh, it was going to be an honorable mention for me just because I thought it was kind of funny that this quirky little song, right, right. It, it broke my heart. It broke me up until I was looking to get the audio for this and I discovered the extended version of this song. There's another verse Ooh. at the end of it and it crushed me. Anna. Yes, I know you're out there. I hear you every day. Tell you everything I really wish that I could say. I want to be beside you to help you through. Believe me, I need you too. I want to build a snowman. I understand why they left that out. But is that not heartbreaking yes. to know that Elsa is wishing that she could be doing the same right. thing and be out there to help Anna and that she she's wanted to do this, but she thinks she... It, when I heard that for the first time, because <laughs> I never heard... I, I'm, there's probably those of you out there who have heard this verse before. Right. But I just heard it for the first time this week, and I was at work, you know, cutting up this. And I was like, I had to close the door because it crushed me. I broke into major tears, and in just a second, I had to walk around the room yeah. as I was playing because right. that is so devastating. That is, that's crazy, and you know, it's it's a concept and a thought. I guess we all just kind of assumed because when you're watching, you know, Elsa, you know she's she also was struggling with this separation from her sister um, and that she would want to have that connection with her. So it makes sense. And and I think it was just a, something we all all knew. But yeah, I hadn't heard that before. That's pretty crazy. I, I, actually, I think after, I'm looking at my list now. I think after hearing it again just now that I got, maybe it should have been a little higher on my list because well. that was... I mean, I know it doesn't. I guess it has to be down here because that wasn't really in the film, right. you know. So 
take it for what you want, but that just it, that that is so heartbreaking and totally changes that song. Matter of fact, and there's one thing I was also reading about that song right. is that there was a point where they were not going to put that song in the film because they thought it was too sad. Oh wow! Uh, but then the uh, Disney employees said, "No, look, this is a great song. Right. We need to keep it in." And so yes, it and it became one of the bigger songs to come out of Frozen for sure. Right. You know? Although some people were like, "Enough with you! You want to build a snowman already?" <laughs> uh, really was a big big hit. So right. that's my number five. Nice. Let's get to the number four Disney songs that made us cry, and we get to Michelle's number four. All right, so my number four is Your Heart Will Lead You Home. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, By Kenny Loggins and the Sherman Brothers. If you feel lost and on your own and far from home, alone, you know, just think of your friends, the ones who care, they all will be waiting there, with love to share, and your heart will lead you home. So yeah, it that came from the Tigger movie, and okay, it may seem a little childish to think that movie should have such an impact, but, um, well, first of all, let's face it, Sherman Brothers are so skillful at heartful songs, and Kenny Loggins really can deliver it. Um, for those of you who are, who are not familiar with the movie, though, it takes place when Tigger decides he wants to find his family, and it they really do a cute job of showing how he imagines what they would look like and everything, but after an exhaustive search, um, and when he's at his lowest, thinking he really is the only one, Tigger, then his friends remind him that they are all family together, so um, the other interesting thing about this movie is that what I've read um, is that it was actually first reported to be um, slated to be a direct movie, mm-hmm. you know, directed uh, video release. Right. But Michael Eisner, who was the CEO at the time, heard that song and thought this, I guess, movie has legs and wanted it released in the theater. And so the film was the highest grossing film in the Winnie the Pooh franchise. Mm. Until it was surpassed last year by Christopher, Christopher Robin. Robin. Yeah, so. another great film. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, that's a great one. I actually didn't think of that one, but that is a, I, I, I appreciate that song. That song is a tearjerker for sure. Yeah. I, I totally get it, and I think that's a fantastic choice. Again, Michelle's list, always the best. List. <laughs> no. Always interesting. Well, come on. You're number five. Beat that one. So. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Round but. one. Tom. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not so sure about that. Uh, those were some great picks for sure. Uh, my number four uh, is, again, it's going to be another song that throughout most of the film, I, I don't think it was a tear-trigger song, mm-hmm. but at the end of the film, uh, something happens and it became a big-time tear-jerking <laughs> moment, and that song is the healing incantation from Tangled. You have been hurt Change the face design Save what has been lost Bring back what once was mine What once was mine (laughs) 
it's just so beautifully sung by Rapunzel, Mandy right. Moore. Uh, and it's heartbreaking in the fact that you can really sense, you, you can sense she's heartbroken that there's Eugene and he just sacrificed himself for her. Right. He can't, he, she's had this healing power all her life. She can't do anything to save him at that moment. Right. It's just one little desperate plea of, oh, I, I, I can't do this. And of course, we, you know, you know how it turns out. But she's just so sad at that moment that there's nothing she could do. And that whole scene right there just always, even to this day, I've seen it numerous times, still rips me up inside. Oh, absolutely. And, and you're right. In that moment in the movie, when that song plays, it is a tearjerker because especially the first time when you're not even aware what's going to happen, it's like devastation and you're feeling it with that character for sure. Yeah, there's no question about it. I think I, after hearing those, both those songs again, uh, I probably might have flip-flopped them with my, my Do You Want to Build a Snowman? But uh, yeah. still, I think both of them are 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 the way I feel about right, these films right. and, and how much they, they break me up. And I guess at least, at least this was actually in the film, so that's why I, exactly. really, I guess it ranks higher. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's my number four pick. Michelle, your number three Disney so- song that made you cry. Okay, my number three was uh, Goodbye May Seem Forever. We met, it seems, such a short time ago. You looked at me needing me so yet from your sadness our happiness grew and I found out I needed you too I remember how we used to play (laughs) I recall those rainy days the fire's glow that kept us warm. And now I find we're both alone. Goodbye may seem forever. Farewell is like the end. But in my heart's the From the Fox and the Hound by Jeffrey Patch. Um, first off, sharing some things. This, this we bought this DVD a mm-hmm. long time ago. It was just one of those things we found it somewhere for like super cheap. You know, it's like, all right, let's let's pick this one up. I don't think I had ever seen it before mm-hmm. growing up as a child. Um, and for some reason, our son Scott has attached to this as a comfort mm-hmm. whenever he's like really not feeling well he'll ask for it so um one it has that when when we're playing that movie it's usually not in the best of circumstances but um anyways it's still a great song and when it gets to that scene i every time it gets me uh, one of the interesting things a couple things is one to me, her voice sounds very much reminiscent of Angela Lansbury. Yeah, I can, you see, know, I can it, hear that for sure. You know, totally get connect with that. But, um, you know, some other interesting things about this song, um, you know, obviously, if you're not familiar with The Fox and the Hound, this is a really sweet scene where, um, again, this is somebody sacrificing mm-hmm. what they really want 
for the for the betterment of somebody else. And this is where there's a, a widow who has raised a fox from a baby, and she's realizing it being with her is at the risk of, of losing his life. So she knows she has to put him back into the wild. And, you know, it. if you listen to the words, you can see how much he meant to her during a very vulnerable time because she is referred to as widow. So um, you know that she's lost somebody. And, um, you know, when you watch her if you get a chance to see this either in the movie or even just watching it on a YouTube clip, when she drives away, you can see in oh. both of their faces just how lonely they both feel. <laughs> <laughs> Cut, take two. Um, you know, but how lonely they feel the future will look like, you know. Right. But, um, and, you know, anybody who's had to say goodbye either to uh a close friend or family, you know, even if it's for something good, it's painful. You know, we see that in Toy Story when, you know, right. Andy's going off. Toy or Story a, 3, yeah. Right. Um, or a pet, you know. But interestingly, when I was preparing for today, I was like thinking, wow, this to me is very reminiscent of Pixar, mm. you know. And the interesting thing when I was also researching it is it's one of the first films that John Lasseter was animator mm-hmm. for, as well as Brad Bird and Tim Burton. So it, it, I guess it does make sense that it has ca- kind of that essence of a Pixar film because those, you know, individuals were integral in this movie. Yeah. It also, it is interesting that, that that film, in many regards, it was it was uh, made uh, when Don Bluth was with the studios. And he, had, uh, if you've ever seen uh, Waking Sleeping Beauty, he ended up, uh, partway through that film, picking up a lot of the animators from Disney and starting it, going to his own studio right. and doing his own thing. Uh, so they kind of had to pick up the pieces and create this film. That's why maybe sometimes it feels a little disjointed. But this film really has a lot of heart. And yes, I agree oh, with yes. you uh, that it has that Pixar heart to it. That scene, oh my goodness. And I've seen yeah. it before, but again, I had to record this the, the music for this episode. And I'm watching the scene and it's just like, you know, she, you can tell she's heartbroken to have to do this, but she knows it's the right thing. Just as you right. said, you watch Todd there, and he's there, and he's just so happy to be riding along with her in the car, yeah. you know, and not knowing that she's. And then when she drives away, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it's so brutal. It is. It is. It's crazy. So, yeah. yeah. It's a great good. Uh, it's me. good. It's a great choice. Great choice. Uh, Thank you. Really great song. Really powerful song. And yeah, really moving moment within what is a very emotional movie in yeah, many regards. Right. Right. Um, really good. Yeah. An interesting thing is, I guess this movie was based on a book, and in the book, um, one of the other characters, his name is Chief. Um, in he in the book, actually dies. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. and there were, mm-hmm. and in the movie they had it where he, you know, broke his leg and, right. you know, um, and I guess there was a lot of, uh, uh, obviously, as you mentioned, there was a lot going on in the studio at that time, a lot of turmoil and, and, you know, separation and putting pieces back together. But there was also with the directors, a lot of back and forth of whether or not they should have, uh, a main character die, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, I'm glad in some regards that they didn't, but it's interesting that they were having that struggle because, um, hello, old yeller, a Bambi, uh, <laughs> it, it's happened. Yeah. So, 
but it was interesting. Concept. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, all interesting. It's a great choice. Again, uh, Michelle's choice is always the best choice. And I don't that know. One, maybe you should have been on my list because you just heard how it had me broken <laughs> up there just listening to it and talking about that scene because that is a heart-wrenching scene for sure. My number three is more what you would expect. Uh, it's something that I think has broken many hearts out there uh, when they've watched this scene. And it absolutely wrecked me the first few times I saw it. And I'm sure it might have done that to you as well. My number three is uh, When She Loved Me from Toy Story 2. So the years went by, I stayed the same. But she began to drift away. I was left. Still I waited for the day When she'd say I will always love you Lonely and forgotten Never thought she'd look my way And she smiled at me and held me Just like she used to do Like she loved I'm sure you all know the story of this one. Obviously, you've probably seen Toy Story 2 a million times. Uh, it's the story of Jessie and her first child owner, Emily. Of course, she was Emily's favorite toy, and she took her with her everywhere when she was when uh, when Emily was really young. And then she grows up, forgets about her, because she kind of gets kicked under the bed, whatever, you know. And then one day she finds her, and, it, you know, Jessie is so happy because it's just like the old days right. again. We're going to go out, we're going to have some fun. But no, she's dropping her at a yard sale. And this is exactly like the song you just talked right, about. Right. Ago. The exact same things happen. Well, similar things. Anyway, uh, you know, Jessie is just so thrilled to be picked up and ready to right. go back and be in Emily's life. And then there she is, left at a yard sale at the end. And it's just and again, it wrecks you. It tears you apart. Uh, that song is so hauntingly beautiful. It's sung so well by Sarah McLaughlin. It fits so perfectly for that scene. Right. Um, it's it's just devastating the first few times you see it. It's just right. it, it, it'll crush you. And again, I, I think we talked about this a while back. Uh, you know, and that it, after that, it's it's hard to just take a toy or whatever and just throw it away right. you know you think twice about it now after seeing that scene from toy story 2 absolutely you're correct on that it's you know makes you realize that and that one was going to make my list i actually ended up it's more of an honorable mention mm -hmm. i think the the one thing i feel um the difference is that you know Jesse's owner doesn't had, feel the way that right, right. I, know, I, I got she, that yeah. she had at at a, a point in her life had that attraction and attention right right so anyways but I agree it's a great great song great um, one to consider on this list yeah it's definitely a, a heartbreaker for sure let's get to number two Michelle's number two Disney <sighs> song that made her cry alright this is just getting harder and harder mm. 
We needed to take like breaks in between. <laughs> Tissues are flying around I know. here, I'm telling you. I swear I was like, oh no, I'm no I, trouble. She, it really is it. Like, <laughs> you know, I get emotional when they actually watch the films. But right. I just hear the songs not so much. The first song out of the box, <laughs> there know. she is. She's crying away. Okay, so my number two was Aloha Oi by Ooh. Lily Ukolani. Aloha Oi. From from Lilo and Stitch. Um, so first, I'm going to talk a little bit about the song. Uh, fun fact that the Hawaii State Archives has preserved a handwritten manuscript from Liliuokalani. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, dated back from 1878, with the the score and the lyrics of the songs. Mm-hmm. So um, I personally have always loved that song, um, but in this movie. It is heart wrenching mm-hmm. at the scene where um, Lilo's sister, who was her guardian at the time, Nani, is having to say farewell to Lilo um, because Lilo, they feel like she needs to be handled as a ward right. of the state, yeah. you know. And um, again, I'm sharing a little bit, maybe TMI here, <laughs> but um, when this movie came out, it also touched me because as a teen, um, Let's just say I accidentally got pregnant. Accidentally. <laughs> yes. And I, I know. And I was um, very poor, <laughs> supporting myself, trying to go through college, and realized I couldn't uh, sufficiently raise a child with, without having, you know, the, the funds to do that. Mm-hmm. So this movie um, really touched me because I kind of know that experience of, you know, having to make that sacrifice. But as in the movie, life can have some wonderful twists and turns. And so, um, my daughter has since found me. She's now married and we have an amazing relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, as a new, new family. Um, so it, it's like the movie. It turned out good. By the way, if you ever run into Michelle somewhere, ask her to tell you that story or, or, <laughs> or we'll tell it together or whatever, right. because it is a great story about that whole, what, what happened with that. But yeah. It's an amazing thing. And uh, I can see why that would touch you so much because of that uh, situation that you found yourself in. For right. Sure. Definitely. And there's another bit of Disney history related ah. to this song. This is the funny part, though. Um, this song was also sung by Annette Funicello. <laughs> for her album, it was called Hawaiian Annette. So it's Hawaiian Annette, <laughs> one word, Songs of Hawaii. Oh, man. That's got to be great. Yeah. So let's just listen to a little clip. One fond embrace before I now depart until we. No. <laughs> Not as good as Lilo and Stitch, but um, anyways, a bit of Disney trivia and history there. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> 
That is great. I love that. Annette Funicello. Annette Funicello. Original Mouseketeer. Yes. That's great. Well, and again, Michelle's list, always interesting. <laughs> when you think she's going to go right, she goes left. I know. You know. Me, I just go straight down the fairway. Uh, let's get, speaking of that, let's get to my number two. My number two comes from a fairly recent movie, and uh, let's just say this scene just wrecked me like many of these scenes do. And the song is Remember Me from Coco. Remember me. Okay, considering I'm a, a complete emotional basket case when we go to films, I cry at everything. Okay, that's just part of who I am. But considering that, I made it through this movie mostly okay, and then this scene comes I on, know. and I am just gone. Like every tear that I had was shed at that scene. You watch it, and you know Miguel's there, and you just tell he's just desperately trying to save his papa. Right. You know, Hector. Uh, through this, you know, and make sure Mama Coco remembers him. And so he's just desperately singing in a heartfelt, sad way because he's not even sure if it's going to work. And then as the song progresses, you just see the glint in Mama Coco's eyes that she's starting to remember and she's realizing this. And then she starts to join in, remembering right. the song, sing along with, oh, <laughs> it, just, it just crushes you. It's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful moment. And what is a really beautiful film? Yeah, absolutely. And that is my number one, actually. Um, and you're right. It's, you know, when you hear it in the movie at that moment, you hear it like, at, like you're saying, at its purest core, you know, mm-hmm. just... You know, it, the guitar is there, but it's just almost like storytelling, mm-hmm. you know, at that time. And and I agree with you. It, um, You know, I'd heard before we saw the movie that it's a tearjerker and, and I'm watching it and I'm like, yeah, it's a great movie. I'm loving it, loving it. But tearjerker. Well, I didn't quite get that. Yeah, and there then. Was, <laughs> and then that. And I agree with you. And I'm not one to cry as much as you um, in movies, but that one totally wrecked me yeah. too. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tearing up now quite a bit. But, there, uh, there weren't enough tissues in the box to get right, through that scene right exactly. there. That is insane. That scene was insane. So, yeah. so that's your number one. It's my right. number two. My number one, again, if you're just uh, getting back with us here, it's Feed the Birds by, uh, Mary, from Mary Poppins. Right. Of course, and we discussed that earlier with Michelle's number five. How is it my number one? Number five. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but that's our list. Uh, we'd love to know what your list was. What, were, what are you, the songs that affected you the most? What did you think about the song? Our lists, uh, please contact us. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll share it on a future show. Speaking of sharing from uh, some of our listeners, we did put this out on Twitter to, to find out what people thought as far as songs that made them cry or made them tear up or affected them emotionally in one way or another. And see, and uh, we got plenty of responses. Yes. Uh, so let's just go through some of them, Michelle. Right. Um, so our friends, DVC Duo. Oh, we love them. Yes. They, too, recognized the wonder of Goodbye May Seem Forever from Fox mm-hmm. and the Hounds. They said it gets them every time. Yeah, you totally can find understand them. that. Yep. You can find them on Twitter at DVC Duo. If you want to check them out, they have a great blog as well. Uh, go check out their blog. They, it's about Disney Vacation Club, of course, but it's just Walt Disney World, Disney right. in general. They do great stuff. So check them out. Yes. And uh, Rob LaBerry who is the host for the Jedi Temple's Archives podcast that you can find at JTA Podcast, came up with his list of five. Um, God Help the Outcast, Hunchback of oh, Notre Dame. That's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. That, is, that is a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack's Lament in oh, Nightmare Before Christmas. That made me cry, but I get it. Yeah. That was a sad moment, for Definitely. sure. Definitely. He was in sync with you with When She Loves Me from uh-huh. Toy Story 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Remember Me, that we both put. um, And then his number one was The Place Where the Lost Things Go from Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah, that's a very, that's a big one too. That's definitely was a heart-wrenching song when that played within Mary Poppins Returns for sure. And he also included an honorable mention, the Binary Sunset Star Wars Episode 4 New Hope because nerd tears are still tears. I know that so well, because believe me, my nerd tears show every single day. So uh, I get that, Rob. Thank you. And by the way, uh, check out the Jedi Temple Park Archives podcast. Uh, he, he, it's a really cool show. Uh, he, of course, he was he joined us last week for last week's show when we talked about the Phantom Menace. Uh, it really it it looked it's looking at uh, a lot from what's uh, Galaxy's Edge and what the history and uh, is behind some of these characters and the land itself. But it also you know it just it is Star Wars in an approachable way. So yes. uh, check it out if you get a chance and subscribe. Absolutely. Um, so at meeting Walt Pod. So that's the Meeting Walt a Disney podcast. Mm. They they shared with us Evermore from the oh. live action Beauty and the Beast. I think that's the only song out of the live action Beauty and the Beast that got me. Right, too. that yes. really that was a powerful number. And uh, that you know, the live action Beauty and the Beast is a little up and down right. as far as what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it. But that song uh, really did pack a punch. for Definitely, sure. um, Disney DNA podcast that you can find at Disney DNA Pod. They shared their five. Um, their number five was Married Life from the movie Up, ah. um, which is at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. Of course, that's a, that's a heart-wrenching scene for Definitely. sure. For sure. <laughs> um, similarly, uh, they included When She Loved Me from Toy Story 2, Remember Me from Coco, I See the Light from Tangled. Right, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the lantern scene lantern when seats. they're in the boat. That's... Uh... That's a good one, too. That one got me, too. Yeah. Yes. And Feed the Birds mm-hmm. from Mary Poppins. So they shared with us that, that making this list got them a little misty-eyed just thinking about yeah, them. Right. And so uh, we totally understand that for sure. Right. And by the way, we were just on. We, we, we've talked about this a couple times in episodes prior. We recorded this a couple weeks ago, an episode with them. We were on their show, Disney DNA Podcast. Uh, if you want to go check it out, episode 199, we were just on with them. We had a good time. They're, Trent and Jenny are wonderful people. Yes. And we're 
we're looking forward to having them come on to our podcast yeah, as well. Point, so sure. they're great people, awesome people. Um, and another one from Disney Discussions podcast, which is at Disney underline underscore underscore, which is at Disney underscore discuss. Um, they put you've got a friend in me ever since Toy Story three. So that, oh, I get oh, it. Yeah, I, I get, get that. that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I can see that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember me from Coco. Mm-hmm. Feed the birds. Mary Poppins. A comfort. A conversation from Mary Poppins Returns and When She Loved Me from Toy Story 2. Yeah, now let me talk about this because this is one of my, um, one of my honor roll mentions. Me too. Um, a conversation from Mary Poppins Returns. Let's just listen to that for a second. Winter has gone, but not from this room. Snow's left the lane, but the cherry tree got to bloom I'll carry on the way you told me I say that like I have a choice And though you are not here to hold me In the echoes I can hear your voice But still one question fills my day, dear the answer I've most longed to know Each moment since you went away, dear I question cases Where'd you go? Now, this is the song that Frozen pushed off my list. It would have been on my list yes. if it not for hearing that extended version of uh, Do You Want to Build a Snowman? Uh, that scene wrecked me as, a, as, a, as a, a man, you know, just thinking like, I'm just thinking, God forbid, if I were to ever lose you, okay? Right. And the thoughts that would go through him. And he's yep. having a, con- it is a conversation. That is the name of the song. He's having a conversation with his lost wife and he's, trying to tell her all the things that are going on in you know and how much he misses her and how tough it is and it's even tougher because she's not there to help him you right. know hug him or you know get him through it because he relied on her so much and again this is it speaks to me because this is how I would feel if I was without you. And so that song right. had to make, it would have made my, again, that Frozen thing just pushed it off my list. But right. I knew I could keep it around because it would be an honorable mention and for good reason. It's yes. a great, great It is a great. Song. And it also made my list for honorable mentions, as did a few others. Mm-hmm. Very so, nice. Yeah. Very nice. So the, those were great. We yeah. have some more that came in from listeners. Uh, Janello, who is at Janello, I believe that's Jen Dillo from the from at Dillo's Diz and Theme Park Thursday podcast. He says, "Ooh, let's see. Uh, when she loved me, of course, Toy Story Two, right. Married Life from right. Up, I see the light. We just talked about that uh, from Tangled, and she also wanted to throw in, of course, the complete wishes fireworks show." <laughs>
little wishing can do? Of course, porn went out for wishes right now. <laughs> right, we all yeah. miss wishes. Absolutely. Everybody loved wishes. And yes, uh, Disney does such a great job with their fireworks spectaculars right. and finding that emotional heart yeah. And they pull it out of you every time. I'll get more into that in a second here. But yeah. uh, that was definitely a worthy choice. And I know there's several people that are still to this day, like if the wishes were come back, they would flood uh, the Magic Kingdom to go see it again. Uh, such a such a great fireworks spectacular. Right. Uh, moving on, Disflix and Tidbits podcast. They are at Disflix Tidbit. Uh, they had Remember Me, Ector's version, uh, Place Where the Lost Things Go, Mary Poppins Returns, Our Town from Cars. I didn't think about that, but right, when she yeah, mentioned that, right, when I yeah, saw that, I'm like, exactly. that's a really good choice. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Not in Nottingham from Robin Hood, the animated Robin Hood, of course. Right. Another great choice. And we just heard a little piece of it there. And I think this is where we get most of you tear up on When You Wish Upon a Star. Right, it's like yeah. from the spectaculars and stuff right, like that. Yes. It brings back so many good memories from the parks. When You Wish Upon a Star from Pinocchio was her other one. Uh, Abby Normal 22, who you can find at Abigail Bork, uh, she just sent a gif, 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 whatever, uh, <laughs> of Bambi in the snow looking for his mother. I think right. that we all know yes. what that is. I think right. the song is called Wintry Winds. I tried to look it up. But um, yes, we all know that when Bambi loses <laughs> his mother and he's just you know, looking for her in the snow and oh, how much, how much that broke everybody's heart. Poor Bambi out there just... Um, this was so tough. Uh, Rachel M., who is at Ray Ray Shabebe, who is also Rachel from uh, part of our World Podcast, who does a great show with her husband, Keenan. You can find them at P-O-O-W Podcast. Uh, she said, I'm probably the only one that cries during Hawaiian roller coaster ride. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I love that. Yes, thing. yes. Oh, that's so great. I love that. That is funny. Thank you, Rachel. Right. Uh, so those are our listeners uh, lists. Um, of course, again, like I said, we'd love to hear yours. I think we have a few more honorable mentions we want to go through. Michelle, you have honorable mentions. I do have a couple. Um, well, as you mentioned, a conversation. Um, the Villarros with oh, Wally. Yeah. You know, and just that whole watching that uh, montage of him just kind of taking care of her. Right. Um, yeah, the date. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, reflections in Mulan. Oh, you yeah. Know, and, you know, kind of, you know, remembering what it's like, whether as a, as a, you know, mm-hmm. teen coming of age, or even sometimes in our adult life when things change, mm-hmm. you know, how you have to look at yourself and how do you feel about yourself. And sometimes at first it's not, uh, you know, all that positive. And how do you get kind of get past that? Mm-hmm. Um, you'll be in my heart with Tarzan. Okay. Yes. Sure. Also. Absolutely. Very sweet song. And you're going to laugh about this, but. Wind Beneath My Wings from Beaches. What? Oh, yeah, I guess it is. That's right, I forget. Touchstone. That's right, it is a Disney. No, that song will, yeah. yeah, And and that's because when I hear that song, honey, I think of you. You are the the wind beneath my wings, and um, you make me feel great and sore because of all that you do and all that you are. So that one definitely hits into the, the uh, categories yeah. here. That's too sweet. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, those, are, those are great choices. I only have a couple choices left because most of everyone thinking that I had uh, that were uh, honorable mention were hit some way, shape, or form here. But uh, I was talking about wishes here, uh, and wishes definitely uh, such a great fireworks spectacular. But I want to give a little love to Happily Ever After, too, because I, when I see that, that also makes right. me cry. And here's a couple of the moments that always get to me when we see Happily Ever After. Look inside yourself. You are more 
what you have become. gets to me is just so uplifting it's such an uplifting part of uh happily ever after when you get to that moment uh and you know mufasa's there right reminding you just like you ramon simba remember who you are right remember you know it's just so great and then it goes right into go the distance which i'm actually surprised was not on your list i know uh, go the distance made you ball uncontrollably <laughs> at one point. <laughs> That's uh, right. During a run Disney race. That's so. right. It was uh, actually my first run Disney race, and um, which I think we shared in the past was kind of funny because we almost didn't make it. Um, but it, I was um, not feeling really perfect, anyways. But I was, you know, okay. I'm going to push through this and everything, and it was. Getting kind of close enough, we're getting to where we'd go through the downtown Disney section. So Mm -hmm. you knew, yeah, you knew the the finish line was coming up, but, you know, there are kind of twists and turns, so it wasn't quite there. And I was almost out of it, you know, I was almost like, I don't want to have to be walking, because that's where the most of the crowds are, right, at the end anyways. And and that song came onto my playlist. Mm, There we go again, (laughs) yep. It was right, it's just the perfect song at the perfect perfect, moment. Right, and it just... You know, lifted me up, and the words seemed to resonate with the whole thing about you know going the distance, and you know the crowds will cheer, yep. and yep, it was okay, perfect. But... It was perfect. Well, it was just well, the... <laughs> it was perfect. And it was so you know that's why I wanted to partially, and that's why that part gets me, and I believe yes, it gets you whenever absolutely. we see happily ever after. And this is the other part that always gets me too. The battles, the stories, the losses, and all the glory. We're changed by the way we live every day Just look up and reach to the sky We all have the courage to fly
about that one is, you heard it, you can fly, you can fly. That's when Tinkerbell shows up. I know. And every single time. It gets me when I see Tink fly across the sky there at that moment. Now, um, we all know that Wishes is, was such a great show, and it was it was fantastic. Right. We all miss Wishes. But I wanted to give Happily Ever After a little love because oh, it's absolutely. a great show as well. Yes. And I enjoy it very much. So, And I know even though that You Can Fly comes from Peter Pan, mm-hmm. but I kind of like how you've wrapped this up with kind of a nod also to Dumbo because that was the whole thing. Dumbo could fly. Right. And so, nice way to kind of tie this bow well, up. You'd, you'd think that, but I haven't... Ra- <laughs> I, I wish I had done that, but I haven't wrapped it up that way because I had to get one more song in there that right. always makes me cry every time it comes on the screen. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm a nerd. Of course I have to put this Absolutely. song in there. Every single time a new Star Wars episode yes. comes out and that song plays, there are tears streaming from my eyes. So, right. yes, just like Bob <laughs> LeBerry said, yes. Nerd tears are Our real tears. tears. That's yes, right. Absolutely. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, I wish I had tied it up the way you said to tie it up, but I just had to bring that out. Oh, there. that was so, a good one. That yeah, was a good one. That's funny. So, yes, that's our list of our five favorite Disney songs that made us cry. Again, we'd love to know who, what yours were. Uh, please uh, get in contact us and let us know, and we'll share it on a future episode. Now, as Michelle dabs her eyes. Shh! Secrets! Let's quickly get to our, uh, our spoiler-free review of Disney's Dumbo. What's happening? Where are they taking her? Take Dumbo back inside. But she's his mom. Do something. She needs us. Look at me. We're going to bring your mama home. He doesn't look like magic to me. need you to believe in them. Come on! You can do it, Dumbo. Show them. Fly, Dumbo. Fly. Baby of So yes, Disney's Dumbo opened up this past weekend. It opened up on uh, March 29th, and I got to go see it. Unfortunately, Michelle couldn't make it out to the screening. It was a daytime screening. She couldn't get out of work. She had a meeting that she needed to go to, so it was just me this time. I screened it on Monday, March 25th. Uh, I also wrote a a, a review that you can find on our website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com, if you want to check out a full written review, also spoiler-free. Great review, by the way. Thank you. Um, So uh, let's just start off with uh, the... This film, the first scene right out of the bat had me smiling. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but really good first scene. I enjoyed it. It brought back memories of the original, and I was like, okay, here we go. This is going to be good. I like it. I like Tim Burton. This is going to be great. And then, well, 
it sort of trickled off a little bit. I felt it was it was missing a bit of emotion that you really expect from Dumbo right. at parts. Um, there was especially a key scene that took place. What I felt it was just a little too early in the film. Uh, if it had been a little bit later, it might have had a bigger emotional impact. It didn't mm-hmm. have it, and uh, that really shocked me a little bit. Um, well, but I will say that that during those scenes that I'm talking about, there were some children in the theater with me that were crying unconsolably. So oh, maybe wow. it was just me, right. you know, which is funny because I'm an emotional basket yes. case. But they 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 did get the emotion from it. I just didn't wow. as much, and maybe because they hadn't seen the original, and I have. I don't know. Um, I thought the acting was a little bit wooden at times. Um, Colin Farrell's. Kentucky sort of act. I mean, he's an Irish dude, you know, and so hearing him do a Kentucky accent that right. seemed a little forced at times, it was a little tough uh, to get through, and it, I found it a bit grating. Um, and I, I didn't think the kids really had, they just didn't really carry the emotion enough, and I, I understand right. there were some reasons why that may have been the important for the film, but I just didn't like it that much. Um, how and, and so I just felt it kind of bumpy and disjointed, and the story was a little mishmashy for the first act and midway through the second act. However, the good news about it is that in like the late end of the second act into the third act, I felt it picked up uh, significantly. Uh, one, you get to know Dumbo more. He's as cute as can be. The CGI, by the way, on Dumbo is amazing. Yeah, uh, the trailer looks great. He's adorable as can be. Um, I, I loved him so much. Um, and the big scenes were big. The emotion was there in the big scenes. I was actually gripping my seats <laughs> uh, for one of the, some of the more harrowing scenes. Uh, that brought it through. Uh, Tim Burton. One thing you say about Tim Burton is he knows how to use color right. and shading and shadows. Uh, and light really so well, and that is in this film as well. The scenery is beautiful. There are some gorgeous, gorgeous scenes within it. Uh, Danny Elfman works with him again, on this, as he's done many other times, right. on the soundtrack, and the soundtrack is fantastic, and it really brings a lot to some of these scenes I was talking about, especially the more harrowing scenes. Right. Uh, I thought the soundtrack was amazing. Um, bottom line, I think I'm kind of in with what we've seen from many of the other critics out there. Um, no one, not many people is, are saying they absolutely love this film. This is one of the greatest films right. Disney's ever yes. made. No one is saying this is garbage. This is one of the worst Disney films ever made. They're all in the middle. They're kind of in the middle hovering right. around sure. either uh, kind of a, a, a D plus C minus to a B minus C plus. And that's kind of where I stand. I liked it a little more to make it a C plus movie. I gave it two and a half out of four stars. Mm-hmm. I thought it was okay. The third act saved it significantly. Uh, if it weren't for a, a, an exciting third act, I don't know what I would have rated this film. Right. Uh, but it did okay. And still, again, the scenes and the soundtrack are spectacular. So. Right. And, and like you said, uh, there are other reviews that have come out that are very similar having it kind of in that middle i i think the worst one i heard they said they gave it a d but i i think they were trying to be quirky with dumbo beginning with the d um you know so i think too part of the like you're describing the skills of tim burton and what he brings to a film Mm -hmm. is that even though the story might have some glitches in it you can still appreciate the look that it's coming at you mm-hmm. with. So, oh, yeah. No, believe know. me, the, the look of it is really spectacular. There are some scenes, and this is spoiler-free, so I'm not going to get into them, but there are some really beautiful 
scenes and just like things like the tent and um, all the different characters and everything. If you've ever seen uh, Tim Burton's film Big Fish, there's uh, some scenes in there that have to deal with great film. uh, Carnival, carnies, Mm -hmm. uh, carnival people, uh, circus people. And uh, it's similar in that. And that is a beautifully shot film and one of Tim Burton's greatest. If you haven't seen it, go watch Big Fish. It is talk about another film that will that will make you ball. Oh my gosh, yes. yes. Uh, Big Fish. Uh, it kind of had a little of that to it. Again, I, I, if it weren't, for, I, I just thought I stumbled over some big moments and it got a little draggy in the middle. Um, but I, I, I think it's interesting. And like I said, the kids loved it. Right. They plotted well, at the end great. of the film. So uh, maybe it's more of my cynicism because I know the original and it sure. didn't compare to the right. original. Um, so, but. Which is difficult when you do know, you know, original and, you know, I mean, I think we saw that too with Jungle Book, mm-hmm. you know, that you saw, oh, but, you know, even their storyline kind of right. drifted off too. I will say for young kids, uh, there are, if you're thinking about bringing them to them, there are some scary moments. There is a death in this film. You don't see it on screen, but there is a death. And there are scary and, you know, and obviously some very emotional moments. So just be prepared for that if you're planning to bring your kids to this. But we saw, like I said, I had some kids next to me that were uh, very touched by it emotionally mm-hmm. and we're applauding at the end. Excellent. So uh, that should tell you what to think. So yeah, that's my review of Disney's Dumbo. I'd love to hear what you had to say about this film as well. I know many of our uh, podcasting compatriots went and saw it this weekend. So I'm interested to hear yeah, this week what absolutely. they thought about right. it as well. So let's get to our Disney stories of the week. As always, we go from our main topics to our Disney news stories of the week. There's always so much Disney news every single week. We can't possibly get to it all, but we try and get to some uh, key stories. And we're going to start with uh, some interesting tidbits on how guests will gain interest into entrance into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we always want to talk about Star Wars <laughs> Galaxy's Edge because it's getting closer and closer, especially for us here in California. We're excited. Two months from today. Oh, that's right. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Just throw me off track. Like, I, oh, know, I know, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is from Yahoo.com. Uh, so they say, so determined are Disney officials to keep crowds at a level where everyone can move around and enjoy the surroundings. They're making it clear that those without reservations, which are required, of course, during the first three weeks, we've discussed that earlier on other shows, uh, they will not be allowed in. So just know if you're going on those first three weeks when it opens at Disneyland, uh, if you don't have a reservation, you are not going to be getting into Galaxy's Edge. So just plan accordingly for that. Right. And just to know that there are not going to be reservations after that time frame. Right, yeah. At least as of right now. Right. So that's... Uh, that's what they're talking about here. And they say, even as the reservation requirement goes away, Disney will continue to limit access via, quote, boarding passes, end quote, which guests will obtain through a Disney app. Of course, that would be the mm-hmm. Disney Play app, I would guess, or maybe or Play Disney app, or maybe it's the, the Disney Experience app, the Could Disneyland be, app. Right. Yeah, um, We'll see. Uh, each pass will place visitors in a virtual queue. Uh, and they'll be summoned when it's their time to visit. So essentially, it's like going to a restaurant and, uh, you know, you, you check in for your reservation right. and they give your you the buzzer. Buzzer you know, goes you, off, yeah. You know, or if, same thing for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, it says, those who join the virtual queue will be notified when they may enter Galaxy's Edge. It's still to be determined if guests will be allowed to stay as long as they'd like 
or if asked to exit after a particular time has passed. We don't know that yet. I do believe that for the reservations, those are going to be limited. Uh, we don't know how long right. it's going to be yet, but those will be a limited time. Uh, officials will be monitoring demand and crowd size as they figure out the best ways to allow people to experience the land. So interesting stuff. Uh, also interesting, to, to they say, to keep everyone happy in lines, of course, because fast passes as of right now are not going to be available for uh, these attractions within Galaxy's Edge. Cast members will mingle with guests, leading them in games or providing entertainment. Food and drink will also be available right. to uh, guests without having to leave the line. And there will be bathroom passes. I know. That's great. <laughs> so <laughs> if you do have to go, just ask for a bathroom pass. You can go uh, and get right back in line, especially if you're going to have kids with you, you know, because that they right. really struggle. And it could be an emergency. It's like, right. i got to go right now. now. Yes. So, uh, that's important. Uh, they say similar crowd control measures have not been announced for Walt Disney World in Florida, uh, but we'll see what happens as that we get closer to that. Uh, officials have said reservations won't, won't be needed for Walt Disney World Resort. We know that as well. Uh, but don't be surprised if officials implement crowd control measures based on what they discovered during the first three months of Disney's, uh, excuse me, of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. So, yeah, I, I would expect that completely, that this is going to yes. be kind of a learning uh, as they move along, and Disneyland is going right. to be kind of the prototype. And when we get to Walt Disney World, they'll kind of take some of the things they learned from Disneyland and put them in effect there. It's interesting, too, that they're... It's, to, this is my opinion. I, mm -hmm. I don't know if this is a fact, but that it seems like they've picked the harder park to start with. Right. You know, one because of the size. The other issue is that they have three entrances to control. You know, the crowds coming in and things. So uh, I think they're really, you know, working on the more challenging approach first before they move those um, techniques over to Disney World. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this all develops and what changes happen from the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland Resort over to uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at the Walt Disney World Resort. It'll be fascinating stuff. I'm excited for it all. Wouldn't you love to have been in the room, the, the planning rooms of how they're like looking at how can we do this? How can we manage it and everything? Oh, yeah, I'm sure just... there's many, you know, there are probably some heated things were like, no, this is how we got to do it. No, this is how we got to right, do it. Right, I'm sure. Uh, I, I'd love to have heard all the ideas that they had had and yes. what they might, how they might have approached this and uh, to this be what they at least come up with initially is uh, very interesting. So yeah. Would that would be a great that. book or a yeah. movie like, you know, kind of on the concept of uh, Waking Sleeping Beauty. If right. they just had like the some... creation, you know, it could be right. a great documentary, somebody out yes. there filming it. Yes, the, the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge from start to finish, you know, whatever right. they want to call it. Interesting stuff. So uh, other things that did uh, Disney is doing to help uh, get ready for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at both uh, resorts on uh, both, uh, of course, uh, Anaheim and Orlando. The Disney parks have announced some key rule changes. This from CNN.com. On Thursday, Disney announced that starting May 1st, smoking and certain large strollers will no longer be allowed inside Florida uh, and California Disney parks, including Walt Disney World, Disneyland theme parks, water parks, ESPN World of Sports Complex, and downtown Disney. So uh, be prepared for that if you haven't heard this already. I know it's been all over social media and some people are you know, really stirred up by it, but um, it's very interesting. So here's... oh yeah, Right, ahead. and so that it's funny because we were out there last weekend and that was one of the things when you go by one of the entrances at the Disneyland Resort Park that you saw all these smokers right by the right it, by the where entrance. Edge is going to be open. Yeah. yeah, and I even commented to you, I, would they keep that there because it just seems like a very strange location to have smoking 
in that same area. I mean, it, it made sense before when that area was just more of a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny that we just talked about it on the weekend and within the week they announced Right. Next. Not, <laughs> not only that, because that was funny, because that was my, one of my first thoughts when this came out. We'd also talked about, we walked, we decided to go ahead and walk through downtown Disney and back to the Mickey and Friends parking structure. And as we were walking back, there was someone behind us that had one of those wagon strollers. Yes. And you know what I mean? And I'm like, and I looked to Michelle, I'm like, oh, how would you like to have had to be the one that has to carry that or drag that parade right. float around with you all day? Yes. Not really commenting so much on the size for others there and within the park, but more that they had to deal with yes. pushing this thing around. Right. Well, that was the other thing that they banned like the couple, within a couple of yes. days after we mentioned <laughs> that. So it was kind of funny. I know. Um, so here's more from uh, CNN.com. Guests who smoke will still be able to light up in designated areas outside park entry points and in smoking areas at Disney Resort hotels. And uh, they say, take out the tape measure to check the size of your family stroller. If your stroller is larger than 31 inches wide and 52 inches long, it won't get inside the park. Disney says that many existing double jogging strollers fit within those limits. So uh, be prepared for that. Uh, if you prefer, Disney will rent you a stroller for $15 a day or $13 daily for a multi-day stay. Uh, while Disney World Resort in Orlando offers uh, the double stroller rental and Disneyland Resort in Anaheim will soon offer one, too. So sure. they will have some options out there. If yours is a little too big, uh, they can, and you still need a double stroller for whatever reason, right. you can find some out there, although you'll have to pay for it. And one last new rule. If you're bringing a cooler to the parks, loose or dry ice is, won't be allowed anymore. Uh, you have to use reusable ice uh, packs or visit a park's quick service lo- location to get free cups of ice. So if you want to do sure. that, I think that's just... They just don't want people to be slipping on ice that comes out of bags and stuff or more liquid or whatever. I'm not right. exactly sure the reason for that. Yeah, but. I mean, I've seen a lot of things. I don't know if they're factor rumors, you know, in right. terms of safety and, you know, the issues of chemical spills and, right. you know, like you said, you know, slippage or whatever. You know, and, and even I know from like where I work, one of the things that for our um, environmental services mm-hmm. folks that is a safety issue is people tend to throw away like a full drink or, or you know, maybe not a full drink, uh, a drink that has a lot of liquid and ice in it into the trash can. And that's really heavy lifting, Yeah, you uh, know, when you have true. a bunch of people doing that. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know exactly the reason, but maybe all, they all exactly. play a part in it. Right. It's an interesting one to be sure. Uh, Let's move on. We now have a name, and this is, again, more for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. We now have a name and a possible opening date range for the new parking structure coming to the Disneyland Resort. Yes. This from the Disney Parks blog. The new structure will be called Pixar Pals, featuring familiar friends from Disney Pixar films such as Coco, Monsters, Inc., and Inside Out. Uh, the more than 5,000 parking spaces will be available within the structure. Uh, they anticipated opening no later than the end of July and hopefully sooner, they say. The new structure will feature a new electronic parking system to expedite uh, guest parking. Uh, and in the next few months, the Toy Story parking lot will also be expanded with more than 2,000 additional parking spaces oh. and additional entrances. Once more, uh, they will be adding security screening tents before guests board the Toy Story parking lot shuttles to eliminate screening at Yay. the Esplanade outside the theme parks at peak times. That is so important because one of the reasons we talked about it last week why we like to go to the uh, Mickey and Friends 
parking structure is because you get to go in through the screening before you get on the tram and go into the parks. It's not as clogged as if you go to the Esplanade there where you get the people that are staying nearby or people that are dropped off, if they're staying in the nearby hotels or they're dropped off. Plus, you get all these buses from the Toy Story lot all going to the same security area. This is going to help not only the people that are coming off of those Toy Story lot buses, it's also going to help the people that are coming from the good neighbor hotels in the area right. that are being dropped off by family or friends or Uber or whatever the case may be there. Uh, it's going to help security in both sides. So yes. we're so happy to hear that. Definitely. Because, I mean, the amount of space that they have to have the security you know, areas to go through is very limited at mm-hmm. Disneyland. It's just it's smaller. And so it does. the lines do get very long and... You know, people get anxious, and so that's great. Yeah, that's good news, and I'm glad they're doing that. And, yes, especially with more people, Mm -hmm. uh, more ways to get them screened and still get them in the park flowing as smoothly as possible will help in so many different ways. A couple more stories quickly. Uh, Mickey's PhilharMagic will soon be opening in Disney California Adventure Park. That's right. We're excited about that because we love Mickey's PhilharMagic. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody who at the Walt Disney World Resort has been able to experience it for years out here in California. We haven't had it, so it's going to be exciting to see it within our own parks. This is from the Disney Parks blog, the spectacular magic of Disney animation and music will soon come to life in the 3D movie musical Mickey's PhilharMagic at Disney California Adventure Park. It'll be premiering in April at the Sunset Showcase Theater in Hollywoodland. Of course, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and other favorite Disney characters take the stage in this 3D fantasy adventure. For those of you who know it, it's a fun film. It's a great little way to get out of the heat and relax for a little bit, but it's just a good time and it's, you know, it's true fun Disney stuff. It's a little dated, but it's still great. It's still enjoyable. Yeah, Yeah, it's great with the, you know, some of the classic characters, you know, and they really did need to do something in that area to have a better use of the space. So that'll be something that will be a great addition. Yep, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Next time we'll be there, we'll be checking that out for sure when it opens up sometime here in April. I don't think it'll take too long before that opens up. So Mm -hmm. excited about that. Uh, one final note, uh, a couple new Disney attractions have opened up at the Disneyland Resort and the Walt Disney World Resort. Jesse's Critter Carousel, we, we tabbed it as it was possibly going to open in April. Well, it opened in March. It opened Friday, March 29th, uh, and saw the people on social media posting pictures right. and videos and everything. It looks adorable. I believe it, it looks like a complete upgrade over King Triton's yes. carousel that was over there before. Love it so much. And just opening today, today. this is March 31st, uh, Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy opened today at Disney Hollywood Studios at the Walt Disney World Resort. And that also looks amazing. Can't wait to try that when we get out for our trip in June. Yeah, those are great additions. And there's also some new things over at Disneyland Paris going oh, on nice. right now. Uh, we love our friends at Disneyland Paris. Yeah. Yeah, so they have some new shows because they're going through their Marvel season of superheroes right now through June 16th. And so they have um, some shows, they have some interactive experiences, and they're bringing together all the characters. If you've seen any of, um, I've kind of retweeted some things uh, that are out there. They have some really great shows in terms of how they use um you know, special effects mm-hmm. and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I've seen a lot of the videos and pictures, yeah. still shots. Yeah, it's great. It it is great. I mean, some of the some of the things are kind of quirky and stuff, but um, and it's really interesting if you, if you ever get to see some YouTube of it, how they handle some things are all English shows or all French shows, and then mm-hmm. other ones they kind of intermingle, and it's interesting how successful that they do that that anybody can understand the storyline. So That's it's good. just kind of a, a fun way to watch it, um, and. They have some really great 
external um, statues. Like, I'm not talking life-size. I am talking giant-size statues of some of the uh, Marvel heroes. Nice. And and one of the things is that they, you know, obviously they have the meet-and-greets like Mm -hmm. we have here. Um, Their Captain Marvel is really spot on yeah. i mean actually a lot of their characters when you watch them they, they really do a, a great job of casting um for those people but yeah they do have some new shows over there and the other thing they have um, well similar to disneyland's california adventure the guests at paris can enjoy the guardians of the galaxy awesome dance off and another neat thing that they do over there um it's their hashtag studio hero they've did something similar during Christmas holidays is that people can um, either post on Twitter or Instagram some of their experiences at Disneyland Paris using the that hashtag and um, they choose throughout the day to be pl- putting some up on the uh, Hollywood Tower Hotel hmm. throughout the day so nice. it's a kind of a nice cool. little yeah interactive thing and they have some fun foods there um, like the Groot shaped shortbread cookies <laughs> A waffle with a Captain Marvel logo on it. Yeah. So they have some really cool things going on right now over at Disneyland Paris. Great stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. We love Disneyland Paris. We've been there a couple times, enjoyed our time. And it seems like they're they're even getting better. Oh, yeah. And they got some great stuff up ahead on the horizon. So uh, looking forward to our next chance to get back to Disneyland Paris at some point. So that's our Disney Stories of the Week. Oh, and one more. Michelle has a Disney story. <laughs> it's I just a little. Forget. It's been so long. I haven't forgotten in a while, but eh, of course it happens at some point. It's just a little announcement. Um, on uh, According to Disney Parks blog, they're going to be streaming Illuminations Reflection of Earth uh, live on April 9th starting at 8.55 Eastern time. So that's something you might want to yeah, check out. Yeah, it was actually originally scheduled for Thursday of this week on the 28th, but it right. uh, got canceled and they got moved it, uh, postponed, I guess. Uh, they moved it to the April date. So uh, good. It's good for everybody to know that. And we'll be watching that for right. sure. Or if you don't watch it, you can always find those on YouTube and rewatch it if you can't watch it exactly when it happens. Yeah. So and we can remind everybody next week, too. That's so. true. That's true. So, very good. Okay, now are we done with the Disney stories? <laughs> yes, of the week? yes sorry. very good. No, no, no. I forget. <laughs> I always forget. That's no. just what happens. So, uh, it's good to cycle back to what's happened in past episodes at right. times. I always forget when Michelle has a story. So, because <laughs> it's rare. Uh, it happens all the time. So. You're the newsie. <laughs> what also happens all the time is Michelle and her great tips. Uh. Now, we always wrap up our shows with some sort of tip to help you on your vacation, whether it be at the parks, whether it be a Disney Cruise Line, whether it be Run Disney, whatever. We try and have something for you. And we, as we always say, uh, Michelle has the best <laughs> tips. So, And it's true. Michelle always has the best tips. And that's the reason why she goes first. That and because she's spectacular, uh. lovable, wonderful, Everybody loves Michelle, and that's why she goes first. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Well, thank you. I'm blushing. Thank you. Um, So this actually is a tip of kind of multifold. One, it, it helps kids get ready for a trip as well as adults. So for added fun, uh, especially if you're staying at a Disney resort, or you could do this at other resorts too, is you might want to consider decorating your window. Um, Yeah, yeah, you know, you can use like plastic stickers or lights, you know, you might have homemade signs, you just need to make sure you don't use tape. Um, Some of those ones that you can that are, 
they peel off. They don't, right. They don't. They, they'll stay, but then they, they can peel them off. They're not exactly real adhesive. They're sort of semi adhesive. Right. Um, you can do that on Disney Cruise Lines too, with the use of magnets on the doors. You know, people really do get creative. Um, more and more every time we go. There's, yeah. There's more and more people with decorated doors. It's fun. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. Um, if you're staying at a moderate resort at Disney Walt Disney World. Um, you can even pose stuffed animals facing outside under your windowsill, which is always fun to walk by those mm-hmm. those uh, rooms and see that. So, as I mentioned, it's a really fun way to get kids involved before their trip. They can help get excited and start thinking of some things. You can really take advantage of seasonal themes, like we're coming into the Easter time mm-hmm. now. Um, during Christmas, man... You know, that's amazing. Yeah. And and our recommendation to you is if you're out there anytime uh, November and December, even a little bit into January, is take a stroll over to Fort Wilderness Resort. Mm-hmm. The cabins and even the people who bring their trailers there, they do an amazing job of getting um, all decorated out, all decked out for the holidays. And it's just like winter wonderland out mm-hmm. there, even though it's not snowing. Um, but the the views are just so fun to go see what people have done. And they get creative. And mm-hmm. um, I think I shared one time, even when we were um, out there, you know, as I mentioned, people put lights as if they were decorating their home, you know. And this one family, they had actually some of those um, 3D glasses that you could see different, like Mickey the heads prism glasses, and prism yeah. glasses, and they had them out there that people walking around could could use. So it, it's just a real family feeling out there. Mm-hmm. But um, even if it's, like I said, even if it's not Christmas, it doesn't have to be a holiday, mm-hmm. you know, get your kids involved, you know, and, and consider having some special decorations for your room. Yeah, no, I think that's a that's a great way, and it's also something you can help uh, get the kids uh, as you're planning uh, ahead of it. You know, to getting them involved. Uh, you know, let's pick out some decorations that we're going to yes. put, and you can decide where you want to put these when we get there, and this and that. And, you right. Know, kind of get them involved as you're leading into the trip. Though I mean, I'm sure they'll already be excited, but just that much more things they can do to, as the, as you build up towards your Disney vacation. I think right. that's a great idea. And again, Michelle's tip always the best tip. <laughs> Michelle know. has wonderful tips, Mini and tips. she's spectacular. Well, uh. she's a mini person. <laughs> if you don't know Michelle, she is vertically challenged. She's a mini person. So That's it right. may be a mini tip, but it's still just like Michelle. It's tiny, but it's very powerful. That's Michelle's tip. I love it. Now yeah, on to funny. my weak little scraggly tip. Yeah. Uh, my tip, it, well, let's, let's, let's get into that this week. And uh, we want to welcome all those Run Disney participants mm-hmm. that are going to the Star Wars Rival Run Half Marathon Week at the Walt Yay. Disney World Resort. It's that week coming up, and we're so excited for all of you. We were out there for the Star Wars Dark Side Half last year and had such a great time. We're rooting for you all out there. I know you're going to have a great time at this. So as we're leading up to this this week, I thought I'd kind of revisit a few things from my our 10 uh, run Disney race day commandments episode. Oh, and I'm right. not going to exactly go through them as I did on that show. Phew. You can always go back to that show <laughs> and listen to them. But I got a few tips that you want to go through just quickly as you're planning to go out there, especially if this is your first run Disney event. And so let's just go through a few of these things. First, plan your days accordingly. When you go out there know what days you're running, know what days you have to get up early, mm-hmm. um, you know, know so you can be 
ready to go for all those days. Um, and I'll go through that more as we go through these tips. Uh, pay attention to the weather when you're out there. As we know, in Florida, it can go anywhere from being in the 50s, very rare, but it can be in, even if it's in, if you're doing one of the January ones, it can right. be in the 40s, as we saw this last to up in the 80s when you're running with 99.999% humidity. <laughs> humidity, yes. Um, so plan that out. Know what you're getting into and be ready for it, especially with, depending on what sort of outfit or costume you're going to wear. Hydrate, 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 hydrate. Drink water throughout your trip there. Please be sure and drink your water. And this goes for even if you're not doing a run Disney event, just when you're going to the parks, uh, please hydrate. It's important. Uh, Don't overdo the parks when you're right around that running time uh, because you can wear out your legs pretty quickly uh, when you're going to the parks. We all know how many miles you can trek going around the parks. Uh, If you have a race either scheduled, you know, coming up in the next day or this is right after your race, you you can go to the parks, but just keep it kind of light and just maybe keep it a small thing. That right. way you're not wearing out your legs either before or after your race. Don't over imbibe when you're out there. You know, if you're just, it's right before race time, after the race, fine. Celebrate your heads <laughs> off. Go ahead. But before the race, don't drink too much alcohol or whatever. Don't eat too many rich, fatty right. foods that might bother you as that comes to race day. You want to be in the best shape when you get up for that race day morning. You want your body to be in the best shape possible. Get to know the trans- Disney transportation. Disney transportation can be a little confusing just on a normal day. Right. It can be really confusing when you're talking 3 in the morning on a race day morning. Yes. So kind of understand ahead of time. Ask questions at the front desk if you have to. Find out exactly how the bus schedule is going to run so you can get to your uh, corral at the start on time. And you don't, last thing you want to do would be panicked and right. running there at the last moment. Not that we know anything about that. No. Um, <laughs> Charge all your electronics the night before. Make sure they're plugged in all night. You don't want to get through, especially if you're on one of the longer races, you don't want to get through mile 10 of your half marathon and your music list dies or whatever it is. You want to make sure that that's charged throughout the whole thing so you're ready to go. Uh, Set your outfit out. If you have a costume, whatever you're going to run with, whatever you're going to run in, set that out the night before so you're not scrambling in the at. 2.33 in the morning trying to find this sock. Right. Or, you know, Especially if you're shirt. traveling with somebody who's well, not yeah, running you're disturbing <laughs> in the <them> dark. Too. <laughs> if you just set them out and set them in a place, all you got to do is get to that place, grab all, all your stuff is there, and you're ready to go. It does help you save time in the morning. And finally, hydrate. <laughs> <laughs> It's really, you really trying Im- to say something. It's there, really, honey? really important, Florida, especially. I mean, for these races, yes, but even Florida in general. Right. I mean, that humidity will zap the moisture out of your body. Hydrate before, during, and after your race. It's really, really important. So, that's my tips Good for tips. Uh, when you're out to do your next Run Disney race. Speaking of Run no. Disney races, I was wondering. We have some fun <laughs> set up. If you don't know. Uh, they announced the medal. They actually announced the medals that are coming out for this year's Run Disney Virtual Five Carry Series. If you don't know, it's all based on Marvel's 80th anniversary, and all the medals are deal with Marvel. There's a Captain Marvel medal. There is an Iron Man medal. There is a Black Panther medal, yes. which is my favorite. Oh my god, it's great! And if you do the challenge and complete all three, you get a special medal that is the Marvel 80 Years Medal. Um, so, 
we are already signed up for this. Michelle yes. and I are going to do this. Um, the cool thing about this is that we've been talking with some other Disney bloggers and Disney podcasters, and some of them are going to be taking part in this with us as well. So here's what's going to happen is that uh, these races take place in June, one in June, one in July, one in August. You can run them whenever you want within that time, and then you just submit it to Disney, and they'll send you all their stuff back. Um we are going to schedule dates. We're working on it right now. We've been in talks with several of the Disney podcasts that you talked that uh, that you heard earlier that helped us with our list that sent in their picks are being involved in this. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be talking with them, trying to find out a date. We would love it, you listeners, if you wanted to join in with us either in person, anywhere across the country with any of these podcasts or virtually on the same day that we do it, and then we'll share all our photos and everything right. and just have a good time on it. We're looking, trying to figure out a hashtag to kind of uh, follow through with this as well on social media. But we're, this is just kind of the preliminary announcement of this. We'll have more details for you going forward. But uh, this is going to be exciting. The first race will be in June. We suggest if you want to do this, even if you just want to do one of the races, you should sign up pretty soon. They don't always sell out, but sometimes these virtual races yes. can sell out. So why take the chance? If you want to be involved, go ahead and sign up for them. You can find them at rundisney.com. Yeah, so it, it will be fun to have, you know, a virtual race with people. You know, like you said, some people be even in the same city might run together. But at, throughout the country will be virtually. And, you know, maybe some of our folks over in Europe will be uh, yeah, participating, be fun too. too. I know that they can. You can uh, internationally enter into this as well. So it's a little different price, but you can do it internationally. So, yeah. So some of the other podcasts that are doing this with with us are Disney DNA podcast is doing this with us. Yes. Uh, Diz Flicks and Tidbits podcast is doing this with us. Disney Discussions podcast is doing this with us. Uh, I believe part of our world podcast right. is doing this with us. And uh, the DVC duo who are bloggers, they're actually running and. Good luck, you guys. Yes. They're running the half the uh, Rival Woo! Run Half Marathon coming up this next weekend. Hoping the best for you. Can't wait to see your pictures and hear how it comes out. They're going to be doing this with us as well. And there may be a few others. We're trying. We're still in the works trying to get that. If you're interested, uh, let us know. We'd love to have you in, in with this as well. So this is going to be a lot of fun. And we'll be talking about this more and more as we get closer to June. And if you're interested and you're not a runner, don't let that no, be you what stops you. You can walk, you know, and... You know, just get out there and have fun and know we're all having fun together. You know, there's not that limit in time and stuff. And so, you know, it's really something we want to encourage everybody to do. Right. So. And you can do this on a treadmill, too. You don't, sure. need to, you, you don't need to get out and run through the woods or whatever. You can do this wherever is most convenient for you as long as you do 3.1 miles. That's all they ask for. So um, we're looking forward to it and we're going to have a lot of fun. We'll be talking with some of these other pods and uh, bloggers on each other's show coming up to kind of build up for it. So. It's going to be a great time. We hope you'll join us and get involved as well. Yes. So start thinking about it, register, and let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. It'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, So that's it for this week. Next week, it's not Disney, but we're screening DC's Shazam. Yeah. Uh, That'll be, we're screening that tomorrow on Monday, uh, April 1st, unless they're fooling us. I hope not. Um, (laughs) And we'll have a spoiler-free review for you next week. And we'll probably have another secondary topic as well, just like we had this week to go along with that. So we'll let you know as we figure that out as the week progresses. If you have an idea, let us know. Right. Uh, and ways you can do that is uh, you can get us on social media. On Twitter, we're at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook and Instagram, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And of course, you can always email us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And please, please do reach out to us. We love hearing from you all. So 
take the time. Let us know what's mm-hmm. uh, what your thoughts are and how things can improve here because we want to make this the best podcast. Yes, that's really what we want. We want to be the best podcast we can possibly be for you, our listeners, our Hyperion Adventurers out there. Uh, you found us today. In the future, you can find us on our website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com, and you can also subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you have a moment, please, please, please give us a rating. Uh, if you have a little bit more time, give us a review. It helps us so much when other people are trying to discover new podcasts. If we have a review, uh, the people can read it and realize, hey, this is a pretty good podcast. Maybe uh, I want to listen to it. Also, it helps us know what kind of job we're doing for you. Sure. And please tell a friend about us. Please you tell, know, if we tell multiple friends, actually. As I always say, you two te- tell, as I always say, but, as I always say, you tell two friends, and they two tell friends. I can't even say it. It's been a long episode. Forget it. Just tell two friends, It's please. all that crying that we know, did at I'm, the beginning. I'm, 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 I need to hydrate. I know. I need to hydrate. I'm, I'm all teared out. Anyway, thank you again for listening to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some more time with you again next week. But until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>